When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sean and Joe, another episode ready to go. They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between. Cherishing make believe, get ready for Halloween. It's the horror show. I know you miss those guys. Tune in and find out what's on their list tonight. They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate. Listen to you two favorite brainiacs communicate. It's the horror show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the horror show. Show it dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not so favorite are horror movies and other cult classics. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. I didn't know if I was going to stick to that um, this time around, uh, but cult here, classic. Here we are. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if I was just leaving that in for the uh, the camp theme or what, but uh, here we are. We'll, we'll give it a whirl. We'll see how many one star reviews we get for changing it and. <laughs> I mean, the camp theme was all horror, so, uh, you know. That was the one time I didn't need to do it. Well, I, you know, as, <laughs> as we've said many, many times, um, what the fuck is a horror event? We've never covered a other horror-related event, uh, so cult classics probably makes the most sense, so... And just yeah. and what's weird is, at the beginning of the show, I remember racking my brain trying to come up with something to put in that spot like it had to be like multiple syllables and cult classics works fine <laughs> perfectly i like it man i like it uh so do you do you see for those that are on camera do you see how in my like perfectly positioned the microphone is in my face yes like, do you see it like, on the screen for yes. fucking once once <laughs> first time in six years dude before like i was good to go at nine o'clock it's now 9 20 i set it up and like all the washers fell off like i don't know how it happened but like the entire microphone fell and all the washers came off and i didn't even put some of them back on because it was just such, like a frustrating <laughs> a frustrating nightmare and somehow the mic is like the greatest Perfect. it's ever been positioned yeah <laughs> i fucking love this i love that for you maybe they weren't even supposed to be there <laughs> well, dude, there's like eight washers. I can't even make sense of it. Must have been like four on each side. <laughs> That's fucking insane. Um, speaking of insane, we have a movie this yeah. week that the <laughs> oh boy, it's it's student bodies from 1981. I, I'm gonna say that this yeah. is. It is part of our back to school theme, but it's it's not. I think the true programming will start next week. I think I'll be a little more amped up for for the rest of this the school themed programming. Student bodies, nineteen eighty one. Man, that cover's great. Cover is great. I remember seeing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, had you seen this before? 
Uh, not in its entirety. It was on USA up all night frequently. Yeah, I had never. I, I think there it. might. I think there might be a reason why I never watched it in its entirety. I'm sure it was attempted. <laughs> hey, there's nothing good that comes out of this movie. I'm going to tell you that much. I'm going to spoil this episode and tell you that. Uh, oh, you're not a fan. You're not a fan of it. Not a fan. Like multiple okay. times in my notes, I'm like, I hate this fucking movie more than anything. <laughs> Um, well, hey, real quick before we uh, before we jump into yep. our thoughts, because I do have a lot of thoughts. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, Sick Puppy Seth from Gates to Hell. Uh, we I got this. They came to Connecticut. I got to sit with him and talk with him. Uh, he's super cool person. Uh, you know, I hung out with him before when they they came through New England. I know yep. that you have as well, and uh, they're just crushing it. And I think like the coolest thing in the world is his band is very sample heavy uh, not like sample heavy it's not like yeah. they're 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 gimmick but they put samples in their music which i love and one of the coolest things in the world is that Seth listens to our episodes and then watches movies based on what we talk about <laughs> and then uses those movies as samples to put into their songs. Like I asked the rest of the band, I was like, how do you guys come up with this? And they're like, no, it's just Seth. Like he listens to your episodes. <laughs> it's like, I got to fucking sample something from this movie. So their, their newest album, which, which is great. One of my favorite albums of last year. Uh, it starts off with the piano from Manos, the hands of fate. Okay. And the, the, the kid fucking sampled iced in one of that's that Dude, you told iced. me that. And that's crazy. to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy now do wait do we have the audio of of the i do the i do so it, it'll be up uh you know seth was very very humble and like that he said the rest of the band dug it i didn't think it was my strongest performance uh but i will we will we will put that up all right uh, we can take it, it on came, came out bonus good. yeah awesome all right cool so we'll we'll do that for a bonus episode you guys uh listen to gates of hell talking to joe uh we it's also to hell. To we, hell. gates what to hell. What did I say? Of hell. Oh. That would be a dumb thing to say. Okay. Well, Gates to hell is what I meant. <laughs> Which, uh, Sean, it's so it's so funny that you fucking did that because when I talked to them, I said I said the band correctly and then I immediately paused and was like, wait, did I fuck up the name? And then just now when I, when I said it too, I was like, wait, did I say it wrong? It's Gates to hell. Gates, Gates to, to hell. hell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we also have uh, some big news. We have a new sponsor this week uh, that I'm like super stoked on. DraftKings is our sponsor. So w- with us kicking off the college themed month, college football right around the corner, uh, it's actually going to be the, the opening weekend will have already passed by the time this comes out. Um, but your team, Notre Dame, is opening it up. You're a Notre Dame fan, right? I am. I am 20 point favorites against Navy. How do you th- feel about that? You feel good? You got a new QB? Hammer it. Hammer it. Hammer the over. I'm going to say well. I'm going to say don't. Okay. <laughs> I think they're too fresh. I think they're too fresh. They got too many new parts that they'll they'll have to do. Um and then we're going to do actually some bonus episodes about our betting and about some NFL picks for next week. It'll be great. Um, but I did want to just bring up a few more here that are you a college football fan or no? I am. Okay. Cause these spreads are college football spreads are fucking crazy. 
Dude, they're nightmares. Like Alabama will have like a forty-five point. <laughs> Dude, I've never seen anything like it. I was trying to find like good games, and I was like, "Oh, TCU, Colorado. Okay, uh, spread is twenty and a half points. What, what are we yeah. talking about? Like that's fucking crazy. TCU, obviously the favorite there. Tennessee, Virginia. I was like, okay, that's got to be like no twenty points. Twenty points. Also, you know, week one in college it's gotta be crazy. so risky because like you don't you don't you don't know like i, I know Al, like alabama is always a good bet you know because yeah. i already mentioned them you know they're probably gonna do well but i mean it's crazy kids are coming out of high school and shit and like you're giving them 20 points that that that's absolutely that's absolutely wild uh, so tennessee was 20 points usc uh against nevada is a 38-point spread. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. Um, so, yeah, you guys are going to be able to use a code horror, horror show to score $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet yeah. $5 on college football. So take our advice here. Sure. Don't. Don't do that. Don't, Don't take our advice. Take, we are not. Whatever here. I – whatever. if you listen to our Patreons, whatever I choose – <laughs> Go the opposite. Don't Go the opposite. So here, <laughs> I've lost thousands. <laughs> well, listen, you can't win them all. You win a lot, though. You win a lot, though. You, 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 you just, you just ham it up a little bit. But yeah, I, 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 no, I, I'm down. I'm like, pa- I'm like Paul, who's down probably over the last two years, seventeen dollars, dude. Seven, dude. <laughs> That's honestly being, and not better. because he's won so much. <laughs> Just only betting fifty cents. On- fifty cents. <laughs> Sending messages at one in the morning. I'll wake up and have twenty five messages, and they're always like screenshots of the play by plays of the game. <laughs> be like, can you believe this happened in the eighth inning? Like, I, what are you doing? <laughs> So get your college betting in here while we uh, talk about college. Although, is this college or is this high school? What? Wait, what the fuck is this? This what is you, high what school. What are you saying? What are you, what are you talking about? The student bodies. Sorry. Oh, oh, oh okay. Uh, yeah, this is high school. They're going to prom. Although, do they even call it prom or do they just call it the big dance? Because that's what it is. <laughs> That was the only bit I kind of laughed at was it saying the big dance on the on the screen or on the uh, uh, there there was one joke that tickled me pretty well. Which one was it? Uh it's when so a bunch of kids so let's just jump around for this one. A bunch of kids die and uh the, the school principal is complaining about like how much this is impacting him and he ends his spiel by, by saying, well it's probably no picnic for their parents either, which I thought was the- <laughs> That's a pretty good joke. That is that's 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 a solid joke. Um, in a in a movie filled with dog shit. Um, okay, okay. So before we hop in, Sean, I I'll apologize for this one because I pitched it. Uh, I really wanted to do night school this, as well. Oh, sorry, I don't want to interrupt you. This yeah would have been on the list anyway. Fun fact: okay. this would have made the okay. list without a doubt. A lot of people have suggested it over the years, which is why I wanted to. Night school, I don't know too much about, but I found a hand. I've talked about it before, but I found a handwritten piece of paper 
from like 2002 <laughs> that I wrote down that I wrote down movies I wanted to watch and Night School's on it for some reason. I still haven't watched it, so I want to do Night School. But a lot of people have suggested student bodies. I had seen parts of it on USA Up All Night. Uh, it's it's not good. So <laughs> I want I wanted to like it more than I did. Let's preface it. So this is a spoof of horror movies. Um very much Halloween, Friday the 13th, prom night, all kind of taking getting shots in there. Or, or yeah, it had to have been Friday the 13th, right? 81. It's oh, it's definitely Friday the 13th. Yeah. I mean, uh the killer calls and just makes the like chi 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 ah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and they, it's considered the first movie to satirize the slasher genre. Well, their original poster in 1981 claims that it is the world's first comedy horror movie, which, which is completely untrue. <laughs> I mean, Abbott and Costello existed for 50 years by the time this came out. I'm even questioning the spoof. Young Frankenstein. What was that movie? I think we might have even done it on the show. I don't even remember. Where it was like, something's out in the woods. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yes. But I, um, I, I think that was the 90s, so I think it was like 1990. Oh, was it? Okay. Uh, that was like Scream Before Scream, right? Yeah, yeah. That one was good. That one was good. Um, so so I, I, maybe it is the first spoof of it. But like calling this a spoof is so generous it's so so generous to call this it is one of the most unfun that's what kills it for me that's that's what kills it so unfun it's so unfun it it is hard (laughs) it is hard and the worst part is it's a joke every minute every fucking that's not even an exaggeration i don't think there's a line in here that isn't a joke and that's hard to swallow when the jokes are awful that's the thing. It's it's admirable with what they try to do. You know, slashers are brand new. Friday the Thirteenth came out the year before. Halloween is only two, three years old at this point, right? Mm-hmm. So I like it. I like the ambition of being like, hey, let's take this craze and make fun of it. Uh, they, like you just said, failed so miserably. <laughs> it is so boring and so unfunny that I hate it. I would say I fucking hate it. No, no. And, and 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 the people can we can we talk about who directed and who wrote it? Yeah, yeah. That was my next. That was my next step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So directed by right. Mickey Rose. Mickey Rose, childhood friend of Woody Allen, which in my opinion explains a lot. <laughs> explains a fucking lot. I do not find Woody. I find Woody Woody Allen's sense of humor to be painfully dreadful, much like this movie. And Mickey Rose co-wrote Bananas with. Woody Allen, which I remember watching Bananas because it was on every list of like <laughs> AFI's top 100 funniest movies of all time, most biggest piece of shit I ever seen. Like, sorry if you if you like what you like. I know I'm in the minority. Woody Allen sucks, uh, but this guy, childhood friend with him, or high school friend with him, co-wrote Bananas. Uh, he also wrote Lamb Chop with Sherry Lewis. Did he really start? Yeah, yeah. So. I really liked that show when I was. A kid. I like lamb chops too. I kind of when I saw that fact, I was like, man, maybe look at it in a different. Yeah, but really, when you think it. about it, like lamb chops is written for children, and lamb chop, lamb chop would occasionally go into his, her, his or her. I don't know what lamb chop was. Um, 
uh, Lamb Chop would occasionally go into its Don Rickles bag of like, of like humor and like try and like trash people. And it comes off very much like this movie, like very much. Yeah. Like it's not good, but it's also for children. So. Right. So it's more acceptable. Right. Whereas this is directed towards fans of slashers. <laughs> for adult people. Yeah. So co-directed. Yes. So we get a, as if one director didn't fail miserably enough. It is co-directed by Michael Ritchie, who had directed the Bad News Bears movies, Fletch, Fletch Lives, uh, The Candidate with Robert Redford. He wrote Cool Runnings. He wrote the story for Cool Runnings. Dude, he did He's The no Golden slouch. Child. Yep. Cops and Robertsons, which I love. Cops and Robertsons is on this level. <laughs> you think so? I haven't seen it yes. as a kid when I saw it. When I saw it, I was like, holy shit. Chevy Chase and Jack Palance in, what, 1995? What, what, a, what a pitch to kids. <laughs> I'm not even sure if it was made for children, which is even worse. <laughs> oh, no, it's peachy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I was a big fan of that. Dude, Jack Palance. It actually checks out because I I, I kind of remember Buzz being an enormous fan of Cops and Robertsons. It was the be all. It was the pinnacle of comedy. You know what? That might actually that might actually be. It's not me. It's just it was force fed to me. Uh, yeah. And the Scout, a movie I hadn't thought about in forever. Mm. With uh, what's his name from the Mummy? Encino Man. Brendan Fraser? Yeah, that one. Which I forgot. I thought it was this other one, but it was not. Um, so, but Michael Ritchie is credited. He also produced this film. Uh, he had his direct directorial credits removed. Yeah. And his producer credits as Alan Smithy, which... Correct. I don't blame him. Well, so it sounded like, from what I read, it sounded like... They saw what was happening and they were like, we need to get somebody in there to show this fucking idiot. Um, to monitor him. Mickey that- Rose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to monitor him and make sure he wasn't going to just like totally fuck it up. Um, and then some people were like, oh, yeah, he he did uh, Ellen Smithy because, uh, you know, the WGA strike. And then everyone else was right. like, no, it's because look at the fucking movie. <laughs> Yes, yes. And I was going to ask, what well, do you think? But uh, I think you answered that for us. Yeah, no, it's 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 because of the movie, no doubt, no doubt. Because uh, there's <laughs> another fact that we'll touch upon that also like like reinforces that for me. But I think it's so funny because I read in multiple places that he was pretty much just brought on to just like sit behind Mickey Rose and just, and just make sure that he does his job, which. Honestly, the du- the direction is not my problem with this movie. It's it's it's, it's everything it's fine else. for what it is. It's the, it's the writing, which brings us to our producer and kind of writer. He definitely participated in writing, and it is Jerry Belson, who he wrote Close Encounters of the Third Kind for Spielberg, and at this point in time, he was like a veteran sitcom writer. He wrote for the Dick Van Dyke show. He wrote for Gomer Pyle. He wrote for I Spy. 
So I don't know what the fuck these three idiots were doing making this movie. I didn't see that that's who that was written by. Um, but Mickey Rose also wrote it, right? You, Mickey Rose wrote it. So, so Jerry Belson, he was producer, but he does have, he had his hand mm. in assisting with the writing of it. Okay. Which I also kind of think might be, I think he probably wrote more than we see now. It was kind of like, uh, you take the credit for this after he realized what a piece of shit this was. Hey, you know what? That writing credit, I don't need that. (laughs) Uh, That's actually funny. Uh, You mentioned the uh, the 1981 writer's strike, mm -hmm. the uh, the Writer's Guild of America strike. I read... It was from some... Fuck, I wanted to give it credit, but it was some Texas website. Uh, it said that Paramount was hoping to cash in on the serial killer craze with something it could make on the fly while circumventing the unions, and they moved their production to Houston, where the studio could take advantage of Texas's right-to-work laws. So they cast oh. unknowns, and that's why this was churned out the way that it was. Oh, that is telling. Yes. I wonder, and then how did they get Belzer to do this, though? Like, okay, so jumping so ahead, sorry. They, Richard Belzer is the voice of the, uh, of the villain, the breather. Who, I mean, when you first hear it, it's somewhat comical, but it wears out its welcome instantly, almost. maybe a minute in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Almost instantly. Yeah. You're like, that's funny. And then it's just, it's that. And it's so loud. And you're just like, I'm done. Yes. Yes. Now, did you read that nobody's actually sure if it was Belzer? <laughs> you know, including Belzer. <laughs> you know, I don't think it was him. Belzer. So Belzer is a regular on the was a regular on the Howard Stern show. Um, and his voice is. I don't want to say it's iconic, but it's very recognizable. It's distinct. Yeah. Very, it's very distinct. distinct. I could see those d- an argument. For those for that it. don't know. Sorry, I oh, just yeah, interrupted yeah. you twice. For those that don't know uh, Richard Belzer, he's he's the guy from uh, SVU, Law & Order SVU, and Homicide, Life in the Street. Yeah, he's been on fucking everything in, in the world. Um, Law & Order, X-Files he was on. He's in Arrested Development, The Wire. He's just this skinny dude that you just, (laughs) is on everything. You know him. You know, you've seen him. You've seen him a million times. His voice, he has a distinct voice. You could could argue that maybe it's his voice in this, but I don't think it is. And I thought that the whole movie. So that's interesting that you said that. Yeah, so it's rumored that the breather was actually voiced by the aforementioned Jerry Belson the producer and the writer that and makes a lot of sense the, used under the synonym Richard Brando and Belzer was asked if he did the voice of the breather and his response was that he was unable to recall if, if he participated in this film you know like I feel like that's just a sign right there you know I mean unless he was doing it because he wasn't supposed to because of the union or something I don't know but I doubt that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Richard Belzer is the only recognizable oh, God, acting yeah. name. Far and away. Sarah Eckhart plays the prom queen 
Patty Priswell. Okay. And she is only recognizable to people of Texas because she is their senator in the 14th district. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Uh, (laughs) You also have uh, Kristen Ritter. uh, Who also... She's she's the main... She's the lead. This is her one and only film appearance. Yeah. She was the center in the Jay Giles Band centerfold music video. <laughs> that is correct. Yes. Uh, um, what else? Was there anyone else notable? There was one other person, Mimi Waddell, uh, who is the older woman in it, uh, was the only yes. one that really had any acting after this. Yes, and this is only her second film role, the first one being in 1980. She didn't start acting until the age of 66, but after her husband died and she needed to, quote-unquote, pay the bills. <laughs> I love this one. Um, Cullen Chambers, who was third billed, appeared in numerous films and TV shows. So you're like, oh, nice. Uh, but his main employment has been as a body double from Morgan Freeman, Denzel Washington, and Forrest Whitaker. So... Not the the acting credits you're looking for is as a body double. What is a body double? Do? That's just like a stand-in for like when they're not Stand, facing yeah. the camera, right? That's so fucking yep. insane. Um, because like you already have a stunt double. Why wouldn't you? Just, I don't know. Whatever. I'm not. A, I'm not in the biz. I'm not in the biz. Um, if could, par- could we talk about Malvert? We can talk about Malvert, I guess, because. This motherfucker has his own section in Wikipedia, this character, for a character that's on screen, like, for five minutes total, and is just, it's just odd. An odd character. Oh my god. Plot, so it's plot production, R rating, parodies, these are the headlines on Wikipedia, and then The Stick, which is... Which is dedicated to Malvert. Malvert, Malvert, <laughs> the guy that played Malvert was referred to as the stick. Mm. He, he, that's, that's what he went by as his name. He was a performer, a double jointed performer. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. That actually answers what I was going to ask you. Which is Because what? every time that guy moved... Things were in places that they should not be. It honestly was like really, really affecting me. <laughs> yeah, it affected me also. <laughs> not in the not in the best way. But I he, he had a bit at the end that I did like at the end of the movie. When he was a professor. Stick. When he was suddenly like smart and was like, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Wizard of Oz ending, dude. Dude, I don't even want to fucking talk. Doing that at the end and then reverting back to the other. And then going back. <laughs> so it's a whole build up, and then it's the Wizard of Oz ending, and then it's the ending of Carrie. So just. It's honestly. Honestly, it might have been the most angry I've ever been at a movie. Biggest waste of my fucking time. That I've ever had the displeasure of uh, dealing with here. Um, absolutely out of control. I can't believe August 7th, 1981. And it, they claim to have made $5.2 million at the box office. And I don't believe that even. Uh, for not, uh, that is nuts. 1981. I mean, I know the only thing I could think is that people were duped. 
because of the slasher craze because everyone's churning it out yeah i mean can we wait this is rated r (laughs) by the way what other movies were out in august 1981 an american werewolf in london is that honestly coming dude oh that got released a couple weeks later so that didn't take away their it was a, why are they all horror movies? Wait, what the fuck? Evil, dude, yeah, yeah. <laughs> horror was was king. That's crazy. August 19th. Evil Speak, Deadly Blessing, Hell Knight, which I was going to suggest, by the way. Is Hell Knight a school movie? Uh, yeah, Lin, dude, Linda Blair. It's not good at all, in my opinion, but I was going to suggest. That sounds good. Good suggestion, <laughs> then. Uh, all right, August 7th. Well, Heavy, heavy Metal had come out. Okay, student bodies. It uh, uh, the numbers dot com claims they made one point five million that week that weekend. That can't be that weekend. Could it be opening weekend? Yeah, yeah. So it went up against Soggy Bottom USA, Hell Night, Heavy Metal, and Eye for an Eye, which I don't know what that is, and Condor Man. I don't know what that is. Okay, <laughs> Condor Man grossed zero dollars. So, uh. <laughs> uh, there you go. Why are we not? Why are we not covering Condor Man? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's a spy film. So they had a they. There was like nothing in theaters unless Escape from New York was still in theaters, which came out in July. That would be like a month later, which I don't know how long movies run. So it was probably there, but not taking up a lot of their real estate. Zorro the Gay Blade came out end of July. Plus, there's a writer strike going on, so people are probably, you know. Yeah, so I get, maybe it did. Maybe they were able to pull in that many people. I love I believe it. it. <laughs> I love this. Hey. We're looking at these numbers. American Werewolf in London took in $61 million. Um, that, that release. So good for them. Condor man. I, first off, it's somehow Disney. I've never seen this and it looks like the biggest piece of shit. (laughs) Oh, by the way, sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, and we're just like rambling right now. Uh, student bodies took in 1.5 total million total. That five million is adjusted for inflation. Oh, okay. All right. So it only made one point five million. I still feel like that's too high. <laughs> I, I agree with you completely. <laughs> but like, there was nothing else out, man. You know, heavy metal was heavy metal made three million dollars. Um. Okay, that's enough. That's enough of this. I could just go through this shit forever because it's just like so interesting to me. Um, all right. So Malvert is a character. And do we have anything else to say about Malvert besides? No, no that was it. he's double jointed and, and pisses in waste baskets <laughs> and just constantly says Malvert P. Red. <laughs> That's that joke sucked the first time they ran it and then they ran it again and it sucked again. And I was like, they're, they're just going to keep using these, huh? Which. Hey, that tracks because they reuse the same scene 17 fucking times every time two people are killed, which is every time. It's always killed in pairs and 
It's the same thing that happens every single time. Do you know how easy it would be to fucking make this movie? That's what I was thinking the whole time, you know? Like, me and you could have written this easily. This is a bad draft. Dude, I agree. I agree. Like, uh, I don't think we could do what Hollywood real writers do. But this movie... Yes. Easily. ...is spoofing the hottest movies. Like, these guys are... They have careers that they've been doing for almost decades now, writing comedy. The material was there for them. The Wayans were able to do it and, and knock it out of the park. Like I don't understand how these guys failed so poorly. It, dude, we would we would actually, to make it this level, we would actually have to try less than our hardest to 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 make a movie or write a script. We would not have to try that hard because the jokes that they wrote were not joke. They weren't fucking jokes. They weren't jokes. <laughs> right off the bat, right off the bat, we see the house. And it says Halloween, in it, right? Yeah. And then it changes to Friday the 13th. Yeah. And then it changes to Jamie Lee Curtis's birthday. Is that supposed to be funny? I do. I think it's supposed to be a fucking LOL. A knee slap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and we hear that breather loud and clear when we open up the movie. Uh, very clear. Uh, we go, we meet Ju. By the way, did did you notice that they like were they changing characters' names like in the movie or like mispronounce? Because this woman's name was Julie that we meet, but then later the boyfriend, I swear to God, is calling her Judy, and then back to Julie. I did not notice. And then his name was Johnny. And then somebody calls him Charlie. And I was like, this has got to be a fucking gag right now. But all it did was fucking infuriate me. But then as the movie went on, I was like, I do think that might have been a fucking gag. Because everything else is just as dumb as that. Because in the moment, I was like, no, why would they do that? But then I was like, oh, they might have thought this was fucking (laughs) peak fucking comedy right here. You can't put anything past these these three. (laughs) So we meet Julie, who's babysitting. She gets a call from Toby, who is our lead female, um, and who is like, hey, FYI, Julie, uh, for that test on the Civil War, the North won. Julie goes, oh, heavy. The fuck? I hate it. What the fuck are we talking? What the fuck? Is it? Why is that a joke? It's not a fucking joke. Um... Dude, even better. Wait, actually, I feel like we're going to laugh a lot harder reading these jokes. But because, first of all, I should have no notes on this movie because there's nothing. It's all fucking useless. It's all it's all dog shit. But I have so many notes because it's a joke a minute and I couldn't help but like write down nearly all of them. <laughs> like, because they're so bad. So she hears a cat meowing. So she goes to check it out. And this is one where I'm like, I'm going to start laughing when I explain this because it's so fucking dumb. When you see it, it's not funny. But when I recite it, I feel like I'm going to laugh really hard. She hears a cat meowing. She goes, she opens the back door and they've dubbed over a cat meowing over a dog barking outside. Like you don't hear, you see a dog barking, but they're just playing meowing. And they just start playing fart sounds over you put a child like at a fucking soundboard and it's just like meow meow and then it's just like 
<laughs> you're right, dude. Because I did, I did not laugh at that. I was like, that can't be serious. <laughs> now you're saying it. Like that's actually unbelievable. And that's not the only time farting comes into play in this movie, which I guess is impressive because you and I, big fart fan, big right? fart fan, fart, fart humor <laughs> is fart humor is like the apex. Uh, this is the worst. You have to try. You have to be so bad to make farts to make farts not funny. Dude. <laughs> when that corpse is farting <laughs> in the morgue, dude, the, dude, because then they kill it with this insane dialogue that I think is supposed to be funny, but it's fucking not. Like the nurse is like, you know what we say, corpses fart, and you're like, what the fuck is? What are you saying? Also, this movie is rated R, correct? The movie is rated R, which there's no nudity, no gore. There's no gore. There's one scene, one scene where they try to pull a Monty Python off and they have some guy unrelated be like, this movie has to, is going to be rated R, but there's no boobs. So I'm going to say, fuck. That's not, that's not a gag. That honestly made me mad. Yeah. It honestly, like if I saw that, I probably would have walked out of the theater because this is 100% correct. They're like even the on screen deaths, so you don't see any deaths on screen. You might see the occasional person dead and maybe just a little bit of red blood, like by yeah, the you wound, see the paper, but barely. Paperclip death. Yeah. Barely. Barely any fucking blood whatsoever. Like it's not even, you can't even call it blood. You don't see anything. There's nothing serious about this movie. This is PG 13 at best. And then they have this break, like Joe's mentioning. The guy comes on and is like, yeah, you have to have nudity or violence. And this doesn't have either. So fuck you. And like looks in the camera and says that. And that's how they got their R rating. And I was like, why would you even bother doing what? So first time I'm arguing to do PG-13. Like, what what are you doing? Like, who are you? This is honestly upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. This, besides that, like, that is, that just hammers the nail in that these three guys are so painfully unfunny and don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Like, that. that is the worst bit ever. But this might have been saved if they tried to do it like an anthology because, they're you know, they're spoofing so many different movies. The beginning of this movie, while not good, is I, I kind of get what they're doing there, and it it was kind of working for what they were doing. Anyway, it, it wasn't. It wasn't working at all. I don't know what I'm saying, but it wasn't the worst thing. Once this opening segment with the babysitter ends, it is the biggest drag of a movie. Oh, oh, it was brutal. It was brutal. So she goes, checks the door, closes it. We get prompts on the screen, which will continue throughout the movie, and like. Not funny again, like not kill count, not even remotely funny, not even remotely cool. Uh, the the, the it, there's a prompt on the door that says or on the screen that says door is unlocked with an arrow pointing to the fucking door. Okay, cool. Uh, then she gets a call because he's been breathing heavy this entire fucking time, and he's like, I said. <gasps> <sighs> Which again, like you're like, okay, I get it. That's kind of that's kind of funny, 
But then the gags just keep happening. So the phone keeps ringing. It's like shaking. The phone's shaking. She picks it up. The the breather spit is coming out of the fucking mouthpiece. Coming out of the yes, coming out. It doesn't of even the- make sense. It's not even coming out of the right fucking hole. It's 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 all fucking asinine. Um, and then she gets jumped by her boyfriend, who's there, who makes a joke that's like, "You can't wash away herpes." That was like his like, because she's like, "Can you go clean up?" Or she goes, "Are you clean?" And I, I think he's like, I took a shower. And she's like, oh, come on. And he's like, well, you can't wash away herpes. Okay, buddy. Like, what a fucking gentleman. <laughs> but the breather gets into the house. He uh, immediately opens a desk where he finds a million murder weapons. And he he's trying to figure out which one he wants to use. And he chooses a fucking paperclip. Which, in hindsight... Probably the best visual gag in the in the movie somehow. Easily. If it wasn't surrounded with dog shit, you'd be like, okay, that's funny. Like, but it's it's not. It's not. And and then we watch him go up the stairs and he he's breathing heavy and he's like saying shit like, Oh god, I hope I don't die first all these stairs. <laughs> Fucking unreal. <laughs> the squeakiest shoes. The squeak- I mean, he's walking up the stairs for 15 minutes, which I think is their their gag, but it's exhausting. I don't know if it's the gag, honestly. And then he's like stepping in gum and putting his hand in gum, which is a return, a gag that will return. It, it, it returns <laughs> next time we see him. Which means that they put this in and then they were like, you know what would be so funny? Everyone's going to be dying laughing at that first gum scene that we got to hit them with it again. They'll fucking shit their pants laughing. That's exactly what they said to each other, because once once that scene comes back the second time, the the breather is immediately like, not again. (laughs) Not the gum again. I'm going to kill the guy who's spitting his gum everywhere. (laughs) Dude, honestly, I want to fucking take a tack hammer to these guys fucking heads. (laughs) Cause like, just imagine us in the pitch room, just like pitching that bit. Like, oh, and then and then he's gonna say, oh, not again! No, no I'm gonna fucking kill the guy who's spitting gum everywhere. And another guy had to be like, oh my god, that's so fucking funny. Put it in. Put it in. <laughs> Sean, it was three guys. It was three guys that that were saying that. <laughs> like, yes, include that. <laughs> Oh, and he even makes a joke about the gum being sugarless. He's like, oh, it's sugarless. <laughs> Bro, the shittiest. The worst. Uh, he gets in and he kills Julie with a paperclip. Actually. Yep. Actually kills her with, actually with like a dozen paperclips to the face, which would not kill you. Can we just <laughs> make that clear? Uh, and then he, he kills the boyfriend with a garbage bag, which, oh God, I hate this movie so much. I think they're playing, uh, not, I think they're paying homage to black Christmas with the, the phone calls in the beginning, the house looks the same and that has the, uh, plastic bag kill. Okay. That's what I thought. But then why do they just keep doing the garbage bags throughout the movie? <laughs> They only, and by the way, guys, hey, fun fact, if you're not going to watch this, and I suggest you don't, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
This is how everyone, this is the same setup as every other kill. It's two people having sex. The boyfriend being like, oh shit, I don't have any fucking condoms. Goes and gets condoms. They kill the woman in a, uh, a, the dumbest way possible. I guess you could say. Uh, whether it's paper clips or an eggplant or an eraser, like a chalkboard eraser, that's how they kill the women. And then the guy comes back and is like, what? And then he, they put them in a garbage bag. And they even reference in the movie, they're even like, how does a garbage bag kill people? <laughs> and they're like, I don't know. I think it's just how you kill men. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so there's no murder. There's no murder to the men. They just wrap them up in a garbage bag and that's the end of them. Right. And again, I just want to highlight, uh, we've already spoiled the ending and none of this is real. It's all the Wizard of Oz. So what we're watching is even even more pointless and idiotic than what we're describing. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is the ultimate uh, gotcha at the end. The ultimate, the ultimate fuck you to, to us. <laughs> <laughs> truly honestly uh the parents get home we get an insane scene the the parents that they're babysitting for although there was no child in the house so there was not no. <laughs> but the parents get home and she's like screaming she screams like multiple times and every time you're like oh she found the body and she's like she didn't do the dishes and she gets paid 75 cents an hour <laughs> hammering the 75 cents an hour that was a that was another gag that no one gave a shit about. But then we get our body count because she does walk into the bedroom finally. And we get our body count of one. Then they find, they look in the bag and we get our body count of two. And it, it doesn't even, it's not even like nicely done. It's just like thrown up on the fucking screen and giant. And it just says dead. Dead. What do you call it? Parentheses? No. Parentheses, yeah. No, parentheses are the curve. Thing? What's the two dots? Yeah, what are you talking? A colon? Colon, hey, colon, colonoscopy. That was my best joke <laughs> based on this movie. <laughs> Trying to do it like the movie did, um, just as effective. Anyway, so we, Paul made Paul made that Tom Thumb uh, joke. That's still like such a good joke. Because <laughs> <laughs> Thumb Tom, because <laughs> the guy spelled Tom T H. Right, but that's not, that's the, dude. I think you said Thom Tom. Paul, Paul asked what Tom's last name was. Thumb. That was that was. Oh, his oh that was. It. <laughs> yeah. I always give him credit for the whole thing. You see, and the worst part is he's doing an Uncle Buck uh, homage for the bug spray. The guy named Bug. <laughs> oh man. Um, we cut to the funeral. Where we meet a bunch of other cast members, including the stick. What's the stick's character's name again? Malvert. Malvert. <laughs> Malvert. Um, where Malvert is at the funeral of two dead children yelling, sex kills, sex kills. And and then two other kids are like, I'm so fucking horny right now. I just need to have sex. Walk away from the funeral to the car. While everyone's watching. Coffin. Everyone, the funeral <laughs> stops and they all watch these two go into the car to fuck. And then, of course, 
the guy's like, oh, God, I f- forgot my condoms. Uh, so he goes to get condoms. Killer shows up, kills her with a horse head with the punchline. I'm going to give you a horse head. <laughs> that, is, that is the punchline. He starts by saying, you who, anybody home? They're in a car. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you horse head. The fuck are you talking about? Dude, you could do like, there's a million things. Of, uh, and why the horse head? Why is that even a thing? Who thought about that? Making uh, the only thing I can think of is they're making a Godfather reference nine years later. That's fucking stretch. <laughs> and it's not even like she doesn't wake up with the horse head at her foot or any. Uh, this shit no, sucks. No, no. But why? Why else doing a horse head? And no it comes way. into play like two scenes later, dude. The, the the fucking the guy that makes the horse heads, the the shop teacher, you won't shut the fuck up about horse heads. We have to listen about horse heads the whole fucking movie. <laughs> the fucking horse heads do not go away. They were just like we got. <laughs> it's like that. Uh, <laughs> it's like that. Um, Oh fuck! What's the Tim Robinson show? Fuck! I can't think of the name. I can't think tonight for some. I think you, I think you should leave. I think you should leave. You know, you know the bit where he's trying to unload all the fedoras and the the, the tiny plastic meatballs. I feel like somebody had an abundance of wooden horse heads and like needed to unload it, so they just sold it to Mickey Rose for the movie. Like <laughs> Mickey Rose's cousin. It was probably fucking Woody Allen who's like, oh, I unload fucking eight thousand horse Crack. heads. <laughs> You crack the case. <laughs> Please just buy them. Use the budget of your movie to buy them. Use them in the movie. So now there's just a f- giant horse head scene. <laughs> Tell people it's an homage to the fucking Godfather. <laughs> um. Anyway, so those kids go out and have sex. Uh, the breather shows up, kills her with the horse head. Dead three. The boyfriend comes back from getting condoms. He gets the trash bag treatment also. So, there you have it. And again, they're at a funeral. <laughs> Correct. People. Everyone's watching maybe, him, as I maybe, maybe 25 feet away. <laughs> we are then introduced to um, a blind man and a man in a wheelchair. Who uh, we are introduced to them by because they crash cars into each other. Uh, I think that was a comedy bit also uh and these guys just randomly stay in the movie but are not characters i would say i I would go as far as to say that they're not really characters but they're just around for sure so glad that they included that in that (laughs) uh we meet our shop teacher who i mentioned he's uh making horse head bookends bookends yeah and also wears the glove that our killer does so and he's being a little bit of a creepy asshole and, you know, a little red herring there. Could it be our this shop? This movie, this movie could be good. We said it before. It has the parts. It could be interesting. I would argue that they, if they gave this to anybody in Hollywood, anybody else, you'd get a pretty decent movie out of this. Yeah. I think this was like such you- a failure. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Because even before when you were listening, like uh, you you said that they use a chalkboard eraser. Yeah. 
that could be fucking funny. Like, you could do stuff mm-hmm. spoofing slasher movies at sure. the time. But that's the thing. You don't even see them kill them. So you can't, you're not even spoofing right. the kills. Right. I'm looking at the cover right now, and I just realized it says 13 and a half murders plus 1,423 laughs. What a fucking asshole. What a bunch of assholes. Student bodies. And then underneath that it says, the laugh count begins. That's crazy. (laughs) That's crazy. If I... This would be the first movie where, you know how we talk about directors are like, uh, actually, it was a comedy. This is the first one where they do the opposite. <laughs> yeah. uh, actually, we weren't no, trying to be super, funny. Yeah, yeah. this is not supposed to be funny at all. <laughs> Just supposed to be avant-garde. It's a slasher. <laughs> uh, the breather then starts spying on a girl's locker room and is just fucking screaming. Like, I've never heard a breather breathe by, like, screaming. It's just like, he's the loudest fucking breather of all time. And he's just saying things like, boobs. Literally just saying boobs. Belly buttons. (laughs) Then he says, uh, and he's right next to these girls, so I don't know why they don't hear him. He goes, I'm doing what mommy told me not to do. Which is, I think it's jerking off. I assume it's jerking off. Um, Then the screen goes black. He faints. It, like, goes up. And then it says, one minute later. Which, again, is that a fucking joke? Is that, like, what is that joke? Like, what? why did we jump cut to a minute later? What? Yeah, I I, I don't know. Anyway, he starts chasing Toby around, but she's able to escape because, as we mentioned, he steps in gum again. <laughs> and he's, I'd like to kill the kid with the gum, is what he says. But that's okay. We cut abruptly to the town parade. And uh, the <laughs> the principal says, a lovely day for a parade. Which I don't know why the principal is in charge of the parade. Uh, and then his... What is she? She's... A co-worker of some type. She's, she works with the principal. We'll figure out the truth later. But uh, the principal says a lovely day for a parade. And she goes, or a murder. Doesn't that just answer the end of the movie right there? Right? Like, <laughs> spoilers. It's them. <laughs> uh, and then we cut inside one of the floats, which is a bowl. And the breather's in there with two people trying to have sex. Now, stop if you've heard this one before. The guy forgot his condoms. He leaves the girl behind to go get condoms. The girl is murdered with an eggplant. (laughs) Which is like, even before I think eggplants were... (laughs) The dick emoji. The dick emoji. So, like... It has a better vibe now because I think back then it was just a fucking vegetable. I I, I would put money that nobody in 1981 was <laughs> making. Put the correlated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's just funny that he chose an eggplant because it's not funny though because you have to sit there as the viewer for over five minutes while you get killer POV of the guy the breather going. I need something to kill her with while he's three feet away from her and she's looking around being like 
What is that noise? And then ultimately, for after five minutes of that, he's like, eggplant. And that's what he fucking kills her with. Yeah. You just, you nailed it. That's what, the rest of this movie is such a drag. The scenes last so much longer than they need to <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. For, for a comedy. What are you doing? Just to listen to the breather talk and breathe. <laughs> it, it, it's fucking asinine. Anyway, uh, so she dies, boyfriend comes back, and he gets the garbage bag. So our death count is up to six. Six very unoppressive deaths. <laughs> Agonizing. Uh, we get the break here. Right after this is the break, the Monty Python type break, where a newsman is like, this is supposed to be rated R. Then we cut back, and the killer is calling people and using a rubber chicken, which... Like talking through its asshole, so the mouth is up against the, the phone. But that's got to be Why an homage that? to that that one slasher, right? Which is the one that where he talks like a duck. The the New York Ripper. When a stranger or, or, calls. Well, or no, New York Ripper. Oh, definitely, you- he talks like Daffy Duck. But um, oh yeah, Black Christmas. That Christmas, he makes those calls where he sounds like a. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe Maniac. it's about that. I don't know. It sucks. And he, don't, by the way, he doesn't do it. He, he's not doing the, the duck voice. He's just talking through. Well, it's a chicken. So it's a fucking chicken. So why is it? I don't get it. I honestly don't get it. I don't get, somebody can explain. Like, you can be mad if, for me, I mean, for not getting this. So please, I, I want to know is there, is this an homage to a different movie? I, I don't know, but the scene is only used to clear everyone in the room right there. Which, fun fact, the two killers are in the fucking room in this scene. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure everyone that works at the school is in that room. Yeah, but Sean, again, uh, none of this is real. So it- oh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> none of this fucking matters. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> Any movie that ends with the whole fucking, oh, none of it was real. No. No. Yeah. Aside from the Wizard of Oz, aside they from did the it, they of- pulled it off. They, that's all we needed. We we got it that one time. Blew your fucking mind. Blew your hair yep. back in 1902 or whenever the fuck it was. Made. <laughs> Get ready for a fucking dissertation from Paul about how <laughs> I stupid. I, yeah, I think it was 32 also, but 39, 39 maybe. Oh. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But you know, we'll both now we'll both get a letter from Paul. <laughs> so thanks for that. Bring it together. Bring it together. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, you know that was great back then. Blew everyone's hair back. You can't do it now. It's a fucking cop out. Just end the fucking movie, and especially this movie, man. Like, there's nothing thrilling about this. Where you're like, holy, you're just like waiting for it to end. You're just praying. For at the end. Um, anyway, we haven't mentioned this yet, but Toby, the, the lead female, her role this whole movie has just been being blamed for the murders, which is fucking psychotic because she's just like, well, also, she is at the scene of the crime every fucking time. Because <laughs> she's randomly is like, I'm going to go over here and then just goes to the scene of the crime and is like, holy moly. And then everyone else shows up and is like, you're for sure killing these people, but she's never arrested, which is good. Well, hey, hey, I just looked up uh, when the New York Ripper came out because that killer is very much a, a duck voice. So this came out, New York Ripper came out the year after this, 
And fun fact, the New York Ripper Don't even. shows the title Student Bodies on a theater marquee. So you know Fulci got his fucking jollies watching this. Dude, he this, was like, that's this. the funniest fucking idea I've ever <laughs> seen. <laughs> a chicken calling. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I wish he was still alive so somebody could ask him. Uh, I don't want to know. Because if he tells me if he tells me he was influenced by student bodies, I'm I'm done. I'd end the show. I'd be like, you know what? Nothing's real anymore. <laughs> Nothing's fucking real. Um. So we go to a football game, which the killer has said he will strike at. Um. And at the football game, more kids go to have sex, which means the breather's back. And uh, hey, this time the guy isn't missing a condom. He has those. But he decides that he's going, because there's trash, they're trying to have sex under the bleachers. But there's trash coming down from the fans on the bleachers. And he says, be right back. I'm going to go get a blanket and a broom. This motherfucker is going to clean up. Just go somewhere. Go anywhere else fuck are you doing anyway uh so he does that and then they kill the girl with the uh eraser yeah a gag naughty they're not even in school they're outside of the school right which is great great place for that gag to happen (laughs) would have worked great if it was like a detention scene uh hey they could have went they could have went in they could have went into the school to have sex Fucking the because everyone's because everyone's at the football game would have would have made a thousand times more sense. <laughs> so you see how hard that took us to figure out? Like it's not <laughs> that fucking difficult to write these things. And listen, I know we do criticize movies with better writing, but we know that we can't always write. Every, you know some of the things people write, but. This is not that hard. This is not that hard. This is very easy. And would have been very easy to proofread and be like, hey, you know what? That just doesn't even make fucking sense. Let's just shoot this in one of the rooms that we've already shot something in and just bing, bang, boom. There you go. Fucking- Do you remember when uh, clapping the chalkboard erasers was a classroom job? A job. Yeah. <laughs> Which we got assigned it. <laughs> Think about all that shit we breathed in. <laughs> Clapping out sharks. But listen, but listen, it was the greatest job because I would milk that. I'd, I'd be out there for like 20 minutes. <laughs> it's not fucking, there's still shit coming out. <laughs> <laughs> classroom jobs were the best. Uh, we should talk about classroom jobs on the Patreon this week. Um, okay. Cause I was, I was a, I was not a good little kid in elementary school. At least in fifth and sixth grade, I was I was fucking trouble. So my my mind went to uh, Miss Patterson's class. I always signed up for the chalkboards, so I didn't have to listen to that fucking. <laughs> wait, tune, wait, we were out in the trailer. You were you were in Miss Patterson's class. Oh yeah. Wait, I got to write this down because we got to talk about her. <laughs> <laughs> Legally, I don't know the ramifications of talking about her, but we'll no fuck her. <laughs> She is a criminal and hopefully dead. (laughs) (laughs) 
Joe, if she's not dead, then she needs to be She was like 95 in 1992. <laughs> she's most definitely dead. I've never seen anyone older when I was in second grade. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's the thing. Because like 1992, like she might have been 40. You know? Dude, I know. I know. You- I was just looking at pictures of, of like 40-year-olds from 1985. <laughs> it's fucking alarming. <laughs> Oh my god. Um Oh, that's great. Okay. So they killed girlfriend with the eraser, they killed a boyfriend with a trash bag. Uh and they also somehow end up on the football field in the middle of a uh pig pile. Is that what they call it? A pig pile? Uh and they get a fifteen yard penalty because there's a body on the field. A body on the field. Uh, and we have 33 minutes left of this fucking movie. Um, and then the breather decides to take us on a break and be like, so who do you think I am? And starts <laughs> listing off people. The answer was, I don't give a shit. I, 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 he's listing people that I was like, do you really think you've set this up so well that we're like, huh? Like, like a who shot Mr. Burns esque fucking ending. Like, no one gave a fuck. Everyone was like, uh, "What the fuck are we doing?" Could you? I I can't imagine watching this in theaters. I it'd be miserable. <laughs> it'd be the fucking worst. Uh, we go to the and again, dude. Not I can't emphasize this enough. I know, like nudity doesn't mean everything in movies. When you are spoofing a slasher in 1981, where like everyone is. Everyone that is going to see Slasher's mind is being blown every time. Like, I cannot believe I'm not in a porno theater and there's just all these boobs and blood and guts and gore and this is fucking awesome. And now you're spoofing all these movies that do this and you don't put any of that in here. None of it. I would be furious. None of it. I was furious watching this last night. (laughs) Absolutely none of it. Um, Yeah, I watched it today and was like, I'm so fucking mad. Uh, Toby, who again is our lead, but you wouldn't know it because she just shows up when people die, um, goes to the big dance. Uh, there's an entirely too long a segment of her trying to steal the keys from the principal. Cause she, she thinks the principal's done it. So she wants to investigate his classroom. Um, two more kids have sex, which means a breather shows up. And this time it's in the wood shop where the teacher's hiding in the closet because he's making fucking horse heads. And (laughs) I think jerking off to him, I think he's like horny for horse heads. I don't know. But the guy leaves to go get a condom again. Then the screen flashes big mistake on it. Dude, like you're not that fucking clever. Like get the fuck out of here. Like, dude, do you think we're like, like. That's honestly insulting almost. Like, that's not even fucking funny. Like, you're not even playing on a trope. You're playing on your own trope that you've created here. Like, this sucks. This sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, it's just like it's so unfun it It's so unfunny. It's I I'm getting flustered. Anyway, the breather shows up and kills the woman with her own prom crown. But while this is happening, it cuts to the woodshop teacher in the closet 
And it's just playing war noises, like fucking machine guns and planes bombing shit. And you're like, you don't know that he attacked her with the crown yet. So you're like, did he shoot her? And then you go out and she's just got the crown stuck in her head. And you're like, what the fuck was that? How is it? How is that funny? Dude, like. It's not, Sean. Dude, it's <laughs> fucking it. alarming. Dude, I, honestly. It, it's fucking crazy. Oh, dude, imagine being this guy's kid or like significant <laughs> other. And like, he's like, we're going to go to the premiere of my new movie, guys. Like, you're going to be so proud of me. And it's this. I'd be like, Dad, I don't ever want to talk to you again. (laughs) (laughs) You're a fucking idiot, dude. (laughs) Um, It's fucking nuts. It's fucking nuts. And then the guy shows back up, and I'm pretty sure he was going to fuck her corpse, but he gets garbage bagged, so... Our kill count is up to 10, which if you remember the poster, we only have three and a half murders left. Uh, one of which is the shop teacher who runs, tries to get away, but is caught by the breather. The breather has a chainsaw and he's like, listen, buddy, put the chainsaw away. And the breather does. And he's like, good job. Now put it on the shelf. Dude, the breather takes it and like boops him on the head with it. Like, I, I mean, a literal like. Like, taps him in the head with it, and the shop teacher goes down like a fucking bag of rocks. It is a chainsaw in a case, in its protective case. It's not the chainsaw. The chainsaw is not on. It is turned off and in its case, and he boops him with the fucking case. He's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking insane how no one ended this filming. Um, Toby goes into the principal's office because she was able to steal the keys Goes through the folders, which have, like, the most insane names, like, domestic prostitutes, prostitutes domestic, prostitutes foreign, like, the fuck are we talking about here? Ron Reagan. And she, uh, Ron Reagan, dude. <laughs> the worst, the worst bad. That one stuck out to me. Dude, she, we already watched her uh, speak to her school psychiatrist, right, at this point? Yeah, but, like, I don't. I know you, I know you glazed over it. Uh, it's not important. I just want to highlight that we we watched like an actual therapy session for a character in this movie of all movies. Correct. And and th- that's where I had to like that's where I had to stop taking notes at certain points because it was so unfunny and so pointless. And like what does the therapist do other than they're like when the breather was listing off all the people he was like could it be the therapist? Why would I think it was the fucking therapist? He showed up for three minutes to do that scene, and that's it. I have no interest in that fucking guy or that scene. Like, that's fucking crazy. The guy sucked. Call me daddy. Well, now I say it, it's funny, but... <laughs> it's not funny. It's not. It's not. The guy sucks. Um, but the principal shows up while she's going through the folders. Um, and starts taking off his clothes while Toby is explaining why she thinks he's the breather. And the, the, he does say one thing that's funny here, which is, all these years I've been secretly naked underneath my clothes. 
I mean, it's, it's, in any other movie, that that would not be funny. No, this is the crowning achievement, by dude. Each my movie. fucking, my fucking, yeah, my threshold is so low in this movie <laughs> that I would take anything that even remotely resembles an actual fucking joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for some reason, he has "I Heart New York" on his chest. Uh, yeah. Which, again, I kind of thought was a New York Ripper thing, but that came out fucking later. No, New York Ripper (laughs) plagiarized this movie. (laughs) Dude, Fulci watching this being like, dude, the trans, dude, what if the Italian translation is zero comedy? Like, it doesn't translate. (laughs) And they were just like, he was like, what a great slasher. He probably thought it was so artistic that he didn't show any fucking kills. He was like, fucking. Now that, that is a conspiracy I can get behind. (laughs) Like, the Italian translation doesn't translate the comedy well. So, just like, (laughs) dialogue. He's like, holy shit. Fuck. That guy's a madman. (laughs) (laughs) His I heart New York on his chest. Um. The principal grabs a trophy to try and kill her and uh, somehow stabs himself in the ass because he slips on marbles on the floor. Fucking Keystone Cops shit. So so stupid. My note after that is this movie fucking sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She goes then. So that guy's dead. She goes and finds her boyfriend in another room, but he's dead with a hand in his mouth. So you're thinking, oh shit, did the principal did it? Did or did the principal not do it? Um and then you hear a voice say, he's dead like all the others. I didn't even have to bag him. And it's Miss Mosley who yeah, who reveals that yes, it's her, but it's also the principal. <laughs> but the principal only kills women and she kills the men. And the reason she kills the men is because she's covering up the tracks for the principal because she's his mom. I've never heard a more convoluted piece of shit mess ending until it it becomes more convoluted. (laughs) (laughs) Because Toby, Toby escapes, has the most deranged supernatural scenes in the movie where she's running around and like the entire student body is like, like it's, it's almost like a a bad trip or something, you know, like the, the rooms are all weird. Everyone's acting bizarrely, more bizarrely than they had been. And then she jumps out a window and wakes up. And we do the, like the actual wizard of Oz ending where she's like, Oh, you were a woodshop teacher in my dream. And in this one, he's French. And he's like, oh, wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> and Malvert, she's like, you were a janitor. And he's like, oh, how dare you? <laughs> he's like a fucking like sophisticated professor in this. So uh, that is that. She wakes up. But that's not the end of the movie. Unfortunately, no. Because she's hanging out with her boyfriend peacefully in the woods, and then he strangles her to death. So, it's real, and he wore the gloves that the killer did. And then they go to the funeral, and at the funeral, everyone's back to being the characters that they were. (laughs) 
prior to the dream. And you know that because Miss Mosley, who, as you could tell, is a woman, Miss Mosley, when she wakes up from the dream, Miss Mosley is actually a man, like Mr. Mosley. But at the funeral, she is back to Miss Mosley. So, there you have it. Uh, And then uh, Hardy, the boyfriend, goes to put roses on the grave. And is like, sorry for killing you. And then, I guess she's a fucking zombie. She wakes up and strangles him. It's the the end of Carrie. The, uh, The hands come out of the grave. Yeah. Yeah, a, la- a fucking laugh riot. <laughs> I, I, I've, I, it's, 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 it's up there with one of the worst we've done. And it's again, like you said, the direction isn't the, the worst thing in it. But no, no, th- this is entirely the writing. Yeah, entirely the writing. I don't blame the cat. I mean, they're, they're a bunch of no names, right? They're fine. They actually, they're, did, we've seen they actually worse. did fine. Yeah, they did fine. We've seen worse actors. Uh, the directions we've seen worse direction yeah. is strictly the, the writing. It's so bad. Not a single joke. Not a single joke lands. It's definitely the worst comedy we've ever done. Not not yeah. that I know how many we've done, but it, it is it is not good. And that is student. Bodies, 1981. Um, so that's that. We have a Patreon to record after this, so we're gonna we're gonna do that. Uh, we don't have a schedule for September yet. That's cr- correct. So tune in to the page, uh, the uh, Instagram page at I Hate Horror, and uh, Joe and I will post the schedule here once we decide on our. School days, baby, our school days programming. And then, oh my God, then it's going to be October and we got the new Exorcist movie coming out. Yes. Did you see the trailer for that? I did. What'd you think? I, not too keen. Listen, uh, yeah, I'll, go, I'll, I'll, I'll lower my expectations. I will see it. Listen, these guys proved to me. <laughs> With their last three pieces of shit, that I'm a lifer. I am. I whatever they do, I hope they drag it out into three parts. Three parts every single time, and I am there. Which is what I love about the fucking like the horror community is they go see these things and then are like, these guys don't deserve to work, and they are just funneling fucking money <laughs> into their yeah. thing. Oh. And, and oh, I, yeah. I know you and me are in like a uh, like we do it. For the per- we want to be tortured like that's I'm only happy when I'm miserable. Our goal, that's our goal. But other people like to have like see good film, but they still go and see these things and fucking pay for it. And it's like, hey, <laughs> that's why they're still making that. <laughs> that's because guess what? Because I saw I was talking to somebody recently and they were like, yeah, but the reviews were so bad of ho- the Halloween ones, and I was like. No one gives a fuck about reviews in 2023. It's fucking capitalism, baby. Like, if you're making money, who gives a shit if the reviews are bad? Imagine making a fucking billion dollars and, like, the reviews are bad. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to make the same fucking thing again. <laughs> right, right. And I'm a billionaire now. Um, 
But those those I, I I'm I'm kind of excited to see it. But I'm I'm so excited because it's such a movie that you can't do this to. <laughs> that that's what makes it funnier to me. Is like bring a, a once in a lifetime event. Your child is possessed by a demon and thwarted by by a, a like a sacred rite. <laughs> and it worked. It worked. And now you're bringing it back. And now you're bringing it back. Running it back. And then, by, by the way, not being like, my favorite part of the trailer was not being like, when they're like, you know who we need. And you're like, well, fucking exorcist for one. Like a fucking priest that can perform an exorcist and that guy's dead so what are you gonna say they're like fucking linda blair the person that got possessed why would you get keep her as far away from me as possible <laughs> and why would she like agree you know what i mean You're like i'm not going there what are you saying <laughs> most tra- traumatizing event of her life no doubt <laughs> have to relive that <laughs> Oh my god! I'm so. I can't crazy. wait. I can't. It's my most anticipated movie of the year. So that's kind of that'll we'll have to crowbar that into our. How many Exorcist movies are there? And is that our October fucking? So after Friedkin passed, people are like, "You have to do The Exorcist," which we we've never done a full out episode to The Exorcist, which is classic. You know, year year ten. Year 10. <laughs> One of these days. <laughs> uh, but yes, I you know there's. There's three of the originals, and then there's like Dominion. I think this one, like New Beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just talked about those because the guy that did um, Deep Blue Sea was involved yeah. in one of them. Oh, by the way, great live show. Great live show. Oh, yeah. If you guys missed that, uh, go back and watch the replay on the Patreon page. It's so good. That was such a fun time. Great movie, too, man. Deep Blue Sea. Legitimately great, <laughs> fucking amazing. That was yeah. a, a top tier shark film. Like it definitely second to Jaws, in my opinion. <laughs> it's hard to argue. Actually, I think it's better than Jaws. I'm gonna be honest. It's, well, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> More action per minute. <laughs> yes. Hey, guess what? It didn't break down like Steven Spielberg's shitbag shark animatronic. <laughs> <laughs> so who's the better fucking filmmaker? Um, no, it was really good though. Uh, if Richard Dreyfus was replaced with L. Cool J, I, I, I do think Jaws would be <laughs> how, undeniably the. How about all time. <laughs> how about at the end where you're supposed to think L. Cool J is dead, and he opens Second. one eye. He opens <laughs> one, one eye in clearly a mistake that they left in the film. <laughs> That's my favorite scene. That was, we rewound it back. We rewound it like four times because he fucking opens one fucking eye just to peek around and be like, is the scene over yet? Like very clearly not part of that. You're supposed to think he's fucking not alive until she comes up to him. And then he's like, oh, hey. Also, yeah, he was bit by a shark and fucking dragged around the fucking ocean. Dude, that movie fucking rules. I fucking love that. Um, okay. So that's that. Follow us on Instagram at I hate horror to get the updates on what, what our September schedule is. And uh, we'll be post on Patreon soon. The bonus episode from today and uh, our upcoming live show, which that'll be fun to choose. 
Um, there's got to be another exorcism movie that we can do. Well, there's, there's tons. You don't want Exorcist 3 for live show? or ex- I mean, Or do we want to do Halloween Resurrection for the live show? Or whatever the one we didn't do. Oh, dude, I want... Fuck. That kind of... That kind of... Right. We'll sit on it. We'll sit on there, it. There's, there's, there's a thousand Exorcist movies. We can come back. Let's, we got to do the first one. Yeah. But I, I, I really want to do a full episode on Resurrection. Okay. We'll, we'll do Resurrection as our Halloween episode. Okay. All right. Um... So that we'll we'll figure it out. Anyway, dude, doing those Halloween movies each October has been like, like I look forward to it. Now. Yeah, it's fun. Are we almost done with them though, or no? I would just run them back again. Resurrections, lad, dude. <laughs> give the people what they want. Let's just keep recycling the material. <laughs> I mean, odds are my take will change somehow every fucking time. Have we ever done the first two? And we got to do part three again because. We did it our first year, and we're both like, this sucks. And then we both, or at least me, me and Tina, like, we watched it together that first time before we were even married, and we're like, this this is stupid. And then we just kept watching it every year, and now I'm like, this is this is amazing. I don't know if it's amazing, but we could redo it. We could, I, I do want to go back to, like, some of the year one movies and kind of fucking talk about them. Um, so, patreon.com slash I hate horror. You can do the live show. You can listen to our bonus episodes. Um, and you get the free ad free version of the show there, which is cool. Uh, we got our merch up the horror show store.com tons of merch there. You can pick up. Uh, so I would definitely go check that out. Um, Patreon, the horror show store, uh, Instagram at I hate horror. I hate horror.com. Joe, where can they find you? Instagram boognish 1985. And that is, is a wrap. Thank you all so much. Thank you to Joe. And for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. I die, 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 I